Well, so here we go for Anime North 2023. So two prevailing thoughts come into my mind whenever we start doing Anime North or whenever I come on to Anime North. You want to know what they are? Like two prevailing thoughts every, every year I'm here, at least in recent years, since, uh, since version two. Does anybody want to fathom a guess or at least ask me what I'm going to say? Sure, Mike. What are you going to say? Okay. Those two thoughts. One, I'm old. Relatively speaking, I guess. Well, yeah, compared to a lot of the other fans. And two, um, looking at all those cosplayers, I'm I'm severely out of shape. So So saying they're in the gym? Well, (laughs) since uh, since we've gone back to, uh, since I've been back at my regular job, Try, taking time to, to take care of yourself has been a little bit uh, more difficult. So they're definitely not the ones going to the new Burger King, right? Oh, we should talk about that. Thought, we'll, we'll, that was the most important event of Anime North so far, I that, heard that from seems these to be, That seems to be the most <laughs> noteworthy thing. Like, one of the more funnier and noteworthy things so far this year at Anime North as we begin it. Uh, so, yeah, we are here once again in... The Delta Hotel Halton Room as, as night number one or day number one of Anime North 2023 begins to wind down on this Friday evening, May 26, 2023. And we're going to Space Heater chat it up for the first episode as we started to experiment with last year. It, the other thing about doing Anime North and doing two recordings here at Anime North, it's the two, both of the recordings have different vibes to them. And the first one, the one we're doing, the first one, the Friday recording, which we're now doing here, was always the tougher one, or in recent years has become, become the tougher one because frankly, there's nobody around to do it. What? No, wait, I mean, wait. I was literally in this room by myself. Nobody else. Wait, Mike, you don't see the people? Yeah, I see them walking by the door, sure. <laughs> but no, literally, I was in, by, in here by myself. Uh, somebody was either busy, somebody was either falling ill, right, James? <laughs> or was otherwise not available. Uh, probably uh, out to watch, uh, watch anime hell. Right, Amy? So... <laughs> But I'm lucky this, this time around because James and Mo are, reg- are here regularly. And what's become a tradition in recent years is my colleague from my regular job, Lawrence Black, who's a avid nerd and fan. He's here as well. And he'll, he'll sit with us for much of the um, recording this evening. It's been a couple weeks since I last talked with Lawrence. So how are you doing? Uh, I'm glad to be back. And... And Anime North is the one bright side of the week, so... Yeah, that's another story altogether, but uh, we were talking about that off-air, so... I know it's been a rough stretch the last little bit. Yeah. So, I'm glad to see you. Literally, I I, I, I am legit glad to see you, because it has been a couple weeks. I haven't seen you at work. Yeah, I know. Everybody's kind of glad to be going back to work now, so... Yeah, that's another story. I mean, we have to save that for another time, or... You know, come and watch uh, the show live and we can talk about it. Yeah. So, observations, day one. Let's start there. Let's start there. 
That, that's your first observation. <laughs> that's first observation. I, gotta, I gotta start this one. I don't know why. I, I, can, I remember the stage always being where it is, but putting the big 20-foot fence in the middle of the lineup for everyone going into the vendor's hall was the worst mistake ever because no one knew where to stand, where to line up. And there was no. That's not, I haven't seen, like, my own, by my own admission, I rarely go into the vendor's hall these days. Yeah. Right? So I don't have a sense of the makeup of what's being sold in the vendor's hall. Yeah. So I don't know the experience of trying to get to the vendor's hall. I'm curious to see this fence. Yeah, there's a, you know, like, there's that big, where we, they always have the concert there, but usually they put the fencing after the vendor's hall's closed. They put it while the vendor, while they're, everyone's going into the vendor's hall. So literally everyone's just like, uh, where do I line up to get in? Mm. So just confusion. It's just a little a bit of confusion. A lot of confusion. Mm-hmm. You have to go line up around the fence. And it, it, why is there a fence smack in the middle of everything? I'll be curious to see it and just to understand it myself. Yeah, yeah, there is definitely confusion outside from what I saw and stuff like that because just trying to get in with me and my friend, it's like, okay, how do we get in? And then we had to ask the right person to get us to the right door. Yeah, that was pretty much the everything. Everybody and was ready to line up. And mass of people, which I'm not even sure I can describe as a line. It was like this mob or blob of people I saw. Yeah, because like I said, that big fencing in the middle of everything <laughs> kind of threw everybody off like are we supposed to go around the fence? Is it circling around the back of the building? Or is there a hole through the fence? <laughs> through? That's a death that day. Just and you might not have seen it, Mike, because you were at the Nomo no Ichi, right? Yeah, oh, and, and so we'll they go had through that them later. going through the opposite side of the building. So people line up going to Nomo no Ichi were coming from inside. They were going through the outside to get in on the opposite side of the building. So there was no confusion there. Yeah, to, to get into Nomi or? Yeah, to get into Nomi. Oh, yeah, because that, that has a pretty distinct area now, right? Oh, yeah, and that, that thing had a line on its own. Oh, my gosh, everybody was confused. Like, what's this line up for? I'm like, no, no more Weechi. And they're like, what's that? And I'm like, oh, boy. <laughs> Newbies. Well, I'm like, that's the flea market. Like, flea market? I'm like, I'm like look at the guy. <laughs> we, we, I, Kevin's not here right now because um, as we're talking, the Nomi Noichi is completing itself. It finished up about 10 minutes ago. And he's, I'm pretty sure, packing up. I was there up until about 9.15, yeah. 9.15, roughly. Yeah. It took me about, you know, half an hour to pack up, get to the car, and then drive here. And I got here just after 10 p.m. To, and we began the setup here. So I, I really got to, like, I don't know how much I want to talk about it right now. Cause I think it's a tomorrow episode type situation. Maybe, but there's a lot of other stuff we'll, I know we'll want to cover. And maybe we'll, like... Sure. Who knows? Uh, I will say, uh, I, I, I did okay. That's I good. did better than I thought because I didn't think I had anything really to offer because I didn't prepare for it. And, I, and, I, and as I said, I'll go through that a little bit more extensively maybe when Kevin's here because like, I've been off from work for this week, right? So I haven't been there for a while too. Okay, Lawrence? Oh, that's good. Yeah. Uh, so... I spent much of the week preparing for this, trying to pick out items, but at the same time, start to recatalog everything in, in my uh, archive, just to see what I did buy over those years. Manga, DVD-wise, because those are my merchandise, 
Mm-hmm. Isn't that always a fun experience? Well, you've seen you you came to visit me when I was going through the lot uh, for a you, couple you days. You buy a bunch of stuff, you put it away in storage, then you come back to it later on and go, "What? Well, I bought seven copies of this one movie. That's awesome." You know what I was saying? <laughs> <laughs> Did you really? I was saying, the, well, Did sure, you I was doing, I was saying that with a lot of um, with a lot of the anime I had, right? Uh, I, I'm smart. I'm I like, think I uh, buy it once and that's enough. Well, the only then time the box, it changes is maybe you get a Blu-ray because the, better quality, more extra. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But what sure. about the special edition or the figurines or the individual box sets? Oh, <laughs> well, at least I was Can't able have to have copies of. Uh, I was Suzumiya? able to sell them and spark joy <laughs> tonight. But then they're going to ask you, am I getting the TV version, the uncensored version, the version that oh, is boy. super duper special? <laughs> yeah. yeah, the spark joy is also in the price. Uh, so, so you think you did uh, oh, I, about I, I, the same as previous years, or you, you feel you did a bit better? Are you are you the, the red mic, or did you make it to the black? Uh, no, very, I, I made my uh, what I expected. Have you overtaken I mean, Kevin? I mean, that's the worst. No, I don't <laughs> think I overtook Kevin. I don't think Kevin, possible, Kevin, is, uh, Kevin. I, I mean, he's a, you. If you hear him enough on the show and talk with him enough uh, when the microphones are off, you know he's very hardcore when it comes to the purchase of item, looking for deals, secondhand goods, etc. right? It's funny how they say that, Mike, because I was with him at uh, TCAF and the Sunday we went scouring around uh, the shops in Toronto and stuff like that. And there's quite a few that have went by the wayside that we used to go to. But yes, have the Big he, has, he found some, yeah, we did go to the Beguiling, nice. but it was interesting going with him and he found some stuff to get. That's uh, for sure. And I'm sure some of them... Uh, have found a new home, hopefully. Oh, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. I think the only place we didn't go is maybe the guy in the back alley selling stuff out of the trunk of his car. That's probably where we stopped. Wait, could be that's me later. the best place to get stuff. You guys didn't go see that guy? <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny? Because we were at an Anime North once, Tim Horton's uh, parking lot. Not the one that's the small one, but the regular one that's always been there. Right. And it was broad daylight. And then this young kid opens up the trunk of his car and says, do you guys want to buy some video games and stuff like that? And he was actually legit selling them just so he could get money for his tuition and stuff like that. At first, right. we were like, oh. not sure about this, but it was legit. It and re- we bought some stuff just to help his tuition. It reminds, yeah. me of like uh, York, it reminds me of York University's uh, vendors in uh, the student hall. Oh, yes. Back in the day? Back in the day, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Which probably still exists. Oh, it still exists. I, I, was, I was there a while. You were there a while back. You can see it? Well, yeah. I mean... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not gonna. <laughs> yeah, there's a few. Admit? There's some drum. There's a drummer, and um, I think he was here last year. Oh, outside. Yeah, yes. I, I was like, hey, "Where's the other guy?" And he's like, "What do you mean?" I'm like, "You're not here with the." There, it's him and a, and a, like a couple of them. They're usually down at the Eaton Center. They were, he wasn't here today. I'm like, "Oh, I kind of expected him today." Okay. Hmm. But yeah. Probably a Saturday. Oh day. yeah, probably. Maybe yeah, Saturday. I think anyway, have more people on the Saturday, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah there will it's be. Good, good weather, you know. Well, the forecast is going to be pretty, like, it'll get increasingly warmer, but probably certainly not the swelter that we yeah, saw we usually expect last July, year. Well, it, and we would July usually is different, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, and, and then, for, yeah. For, for all this global warming talk, I mean, like, what's going on, guys? It's still happening, but, you know, reprieves every so often are nice, too. Oh, I do have my spark joy moment, or some hilarious moments from the Nomanoichi tonight. It. Okay, okay so there is... One guy who came up and said, do you have these one title that I'm looking for? I don't think it, could, it would exist anywhere, probably even especially here. But I'm wondering, like, and I don't think you have it. So, and then I just asked, okay, 
Humor me, what is it? He said, the Nirvana dub of Card Captor Sakura. Card Captors. Ooh. Oh, that one from the Genion? Yeah, because I think Genion did, or was it Nirvana and you know, themselves? Was, and, I can't remember. And at the very last second, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had like a copy of the first three episodes of it. Nice. And I, when, I, when he said that, I, my eyes bugged out and I said, no way. And then I quickly looked in the, in the box to make sure it was there. Mm-hmm. And I pulled it out and showed him and his eyes bugged out. Wow. <laughs> wow. And I, I gave it to him for cheap. Because you know how the p- p- people's feelings on the whole. No, definitely. definitely. Mm-hmm. So, no, and I thought, but, I, I, but Wait, it's but always a conversation Kevin, Don't let Kevin hear that. Oh, he, he's about to. Well, I mean, he, he, I don't know if he saw that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was right beside us. No, because, yeah, you know, you know Kevin, like, if you try and sell high, try and sell high. And that's okay. It's just, in a flea market setting, sometimes you just want to clear items. Still make a little bit, but. Not here. Not here. And he's probably going to be the and only person once in a blue moon that will come to get something like that. Who was so you know specifically what I mean? searching you for that and that specifically. And so as long as you both come to an agreement, stuff it was like okay. that, and you're both and I was happy, I was happy to out, right? just not have it anymore. But he was happy too to have it, so. And probably he isn't going to go and resell it or do anything. He wanted. He just it for wanted himself, this, You know what I mean? And watch it, right? Well, so. as I said, it's a conversation piece. He said it was just one of those things from his childhood. Yeah, there's a lot of old anime that people still cherish that they. Well, this is what always far and wide for the this DVD. This is what always surprises something. me because, well. When Kevin was looking through the locker with me and when Mo was looking through the locker with me, Kevin always said, people aren't really looking for DVDs anymore. That's, I mean, it's not that they're looking for DVDs specifically, it's more they're looking for specific series, t- series and titles. Yeah. yeah. And so, and I, and I admit to myself being ill-prepared for it. I wasn't as prepared. I mean, most of the prep I did, most of my decisions, what I would take happened within the last couple weeks. Basically the visits that you got, you made with, the first visit you made with me a couple weeks ago, yep. that's when we started. Nice. And then it only really went into, you know, overdrive over the last week as I was going in there spending a few hours a day, literally a few hours a day, like just run, looking through it, just to decide, okay. And once again, to take a page out of Marie Kondo, just staring at it and seeing, does it spark joy? Was, was joy sparked, Mike? The problem was maybe too many times. <laughs> or at least it's to, to the point where I felt like I it wasn't ready to let it go yet. So there are, there is, a, so the items I came out with, the items that came with me to the Nomi this year, and I think to a degree that was the same way last year. I have to re-listen to what I said about it last year. These were items that I was okay letting go maybe for less than I could have really sold them for if I went to a longer effort to do so, right? And maybe to my bigger surprise, most of those items were DVDs. Mm-hmm. But mind you, they were, that was almost a lot of what I brought. So, so I was uh, pleasantly surprised. I made a list this time of everything I brought. That's good. So at the very least, I, will know, I can take a look at what's there now. Okay. And I will be able to deduce what's no longer with me. And that way your list gets smaller. And then that way I know what's what. Yeah. Right? But admittedly, it was, the bulk of it was DVDs this year. A couple art books, not so much the manga. But the manga will probably feature, if I'm able to get a table next year, a little more. The other half of the locker. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, because uh, Mo, Mo saw me uh, finish out, helped me finish off the DVD half of the locker. 
the disc half, the locker, or at least the major part. So how did the, the disc uh, look? Because that's always the worry, right, with our discs and stuff like that. Like mine have held out, but everyone talks about disc rot and certain discs. You know, you know what, what I'm mean? worried because I haven't taken. And even the manga side, you worry, right, about yeah, how I, they turn I'll, out. And, right? and I will be honest. That's why I didn't. I didn't look at them, and that's probably played into where the pricing was. Because, mm-hmm. at the very least, you know, it, because it's tough. You can't go through all of them. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. But they've been they've been sealed up. A lot of them were never opened. Oh yeah. Admittedly, a lot of them probably were opened once and watched, if at all. And then put back in the boxes. Yeah, yeah. and they were stored there all those years, right? And you never you may have some that are still sealed up. So it's like you don't know what's in there. I I can't I can't speak to it. I hope the people who bought them at least will re- understand that. I think, I think most people know when they're coming to Nomonoichi, you're buying what you're getting, and it's kind of a flip of the coin sometimes. But usually, everyone's heart is in the right place. So, the, the, at least they respect. At least mm-hmm. uh, the buyers respect that. I'd like to think. And then sometimes, and sometimes you have you the ability f- to haggle too, right? Mm-hmm. So. And and I and I want to be just fair to everybody who came, right? I mean, books maybe are a little easier in that sense because you know pretty quickly where what the how the product is, how the items are. You're right on the disc media. I don't know how badly, like, how badly does discs rot? I mean, you and maybe it, you, you, you have a better in, sense you kept of this. It in pretty good condition. Yeah. yeah, no, like I think most of ours have probably been in good spots and stuff like that. But sometimes it depends on the manufacturer and things like that. Like, I know what was it? The one Sony did for Blood Plus. Supposedly they've had issues and stuff like that with a lot of people with disc rot and stuff like that. I know. And some of the earlier, earlier DVD stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But at I'm least curious. Now they, at least curious. now they said, Blu-ray at least, they said, as Justin Zavega said, like, it is really high quality for Blu-ray. So that's going to last you probably till you're dead. I'd like to think and the DVDs have a half-assed life on them. So we, we can worry about that a bit later on, I guess. But no, they still have good life for the DVD and stuff like that, as long as you have something to put it in and play it and stuff like and that, right? And I'd like to think they were stored okay over yeah, all those years. And as long as they're DVD pressed, because some people... Burns later might, on, burns might was, be the bigger issue. Yeah, if yeah. it's a burned DVD or DVD-R, when some of them started to burn their own stuff, and Media Blasters and a few other places have done it before, yeah, those are your biggest culprits, where they're going to go uh, to dust sooner than an actual... DVD at a replication center. All right. So that's like, as I said, there's, I have other stories from the Nomi a bit later on, and I guess we'll uh, cover those a bit later, like in coming episodes and uh, and all that. Uh, But I do, I I guess in Lawrence's case, what did you, did you buy anything? Have you Um, bought anything at the Nomi or in the regular room? uh, The regular room, I got some mangas, uh, Metroid Prime remastered, and that's about it. That's all I'm spending for this week. So, Happy? So, yeah. Okay. Well, I'll probably get more from... I go shopping at the beginning every now and then, so... Yeah, I saw their sign about manga. We got all your effing oh. manga here. Yeah, I could, I could not... I was like, wait, you guys got a whole... They had a whole big section of... And like, it's interesting because... So I wasn't here last year, but I know the previous years... So is that what they did last year too, where it's all enclosed in the one area? Because before it was like this open area and you yeah, could go more of an open aisle and stuff like that. Yeah, but it's that's weird how it's all enclosed. That's and what they, they did the last, few, the last few times I remember shopping there. I was mm-hmm. like, 
I'm like, when did you guys decide to enclose everything in? And so like, I was like, should I try to? And I'm like, yeah, I don't think I want to try to go in there because I was with a friend and they were looking for figures and plushies. So it was interesting to see the see? different dealer makeup, as we said, like DVD, like manga-wise. I'd say Beguiling probably is where you want Labyrinth, Conspiracy Comics. A few of the others are still out there. People yeah. are still selling Blu-rays and DVDs, but that's a lot. So merch is the king, as they say. Everybody and was kind of surprised when Media Blasters are like, Hentai! They're like, oh my God! They're, John they're Cerebell like, has been coming every year, so it's no like, surprise. Yeah, and, they're, uh, like, they're just like, oh, it's like, oh! It's like, because like, titties all covered. I'm like, and I was just like, oh my God. Yeah, no, John had him straight out there. And then he even had the the one thing he covered. Yeah, he brought some Faku stuff, of course. So he yeah, had that there too. See, but, yeah, and... Uh, just for reference, we did try and get in touch with John Cirabella this week just to see if he was willing to do a conversation, but he was too busy. Well, as he said, he's, that's in, okay. he's in the convention. Which is okay. Uh, he's, he's going through a convention crunch because what was it? he was Anime Central last week, Anime North this week, and then Acon, I think, the week after. Yeah, he's and busy. So, and so he said he's going through it, but I talked to him. Had a few things to say to him politely and stuff like that about That's Canadian consumer side was just like, hey, do you have your new stuff, Twinny uh, Witches and so other? And he's like, nah, I don't have it. It's like here with us, but he says it is at other things to get. And then I said, there is, remember how we talked about the split between right stuff and then the adult erotica side it went to buy anime. And I said, well, for your uh, more cultured. Uh, cultured stuff as they say yeah, um he had all the could. bible black titles and i was like wow yeah no he, he still has the deal but as i said to him i said for some of your newer stuff if you could get that to buy anime and stuff like that the guys in north las vegas because they have the best shipping rates to canada yeah. and the way they ship it to canada they don't get checked all they care is they got their money if they want to charge you customs <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's right. Customs tends to check hentai when it comes across the border. Well, if it goes through camp post, they will definitely check you. But FedEx and a few others, yeah, they don't uh, really check. Mm. Wow. Well, they check for the money. They want the money. That's all it <laughs> They'll is. They'll always check for the money. Okay. But shipping is the one I told them. I said it's easier to ship from certain things because guess what? Free shipping is a thing of the past. Well, I shouldn't say that because... For the last month at Right Stuff, they've had free shipping at 250 and stuff like that. So for I Canada? Don't, yeah, for Canada. And so I'm like, is this because of Anime May or Annie May as they've been dubbing it this month? Why did month? you say it? Or, I should have looked. But, <laughs> or is it back It's so no one really knows? And that's what's kind of hilarious. So well, like, we'll, we'll keep it if they keep it quiet, it, won't, it probably wouldn't cut too much until but it costs. If it uh, is still on the front page, then yeah, I guess hopefully we still get free shape. But still, two fifty is a lot to buy for an American. You know yes, what I mean? Yes, so yeah, you probably oh, got I mean, I can think of a few together, things, right, but to make a yeah, purchase yeah. now. That's how it goes. Yeah, and even uh, in Indigo, they're now they're selling uh, hentai on the site, but without the title, without the the images. I'm like, well, I don't think they really know what they're selling. <laughs> well, that's the other thing. Like, I can tell you, Bone, is for that stuff from Faku. Some of the Faku stuff, they put under Dumpa, which is the non-hentai part of the thing. So it's like, they are totally confused. And I remember, I think, I can't remember if I told Ed Chavez when I saw it to you. I'm like, well, this is all great, but I wonder if you should worry about that. And it's like, they haven't killed them yet, sir. Killed them Well, you know, someone accidentally buys it and then they find out, what did I... 
Well, they probably have bigger fish to fry after uh, the leak of information and all that other stuff, and then they still have issues. Over the, like, uh, yeah. And well, this week, I was ticked off. I decided to go into the dealer's room to buy two things that Indigo screwed me over on. One of them was Dead Dead, Dead Dead Dead, dead Volume 12. And so they've had that in stock for a month, and I got that below American price. But they kept on saying things, saying, oh, we can't get blah, blah, blah. So I called up their customer support the week before uh, this week. And they said, okay, we're just going to get this expedited and you should get it hopefully next week. Guess what they sent me? A cancellation notice two days ago. I'm like, nuts to you guys. And then another one that was a light novel. They had it. They got it in early. It was in stock. I'm like, okay, they'll get it to me. No. By the time it gets to release date, it goes out of stock online and in store. And guess what? They sent me the cancellation mo- notice, the same thing. And I'm like, that's nuts. Any, see that. any, I'm, like, I'm looking at your notes there. So. <laughs> but I, I was just, I'm, I'm like, this is your core competency. I buy book. You, when it arrives in stock, whenever that is, send a book it, yeah. and then oh, no, charge but, me but the cost. I've had you know those, I mean? I've had those cancellations. Hard. And like it feels ordered. more consistent that it's happened. Like now. You and so, and I, didn't, I was so angry that I'm like, I don't care. I'm going to pay more because these two I actually wanted and stuff like that. It should be and that. they're below Canadian, but they're still above American. Yeah, but you know what I mean? But if you order from yeah. Amazon, Amazon, when they get it in stock, they literally send it out right away. <laughs> And we're not trying to say Indigo is Amazon, but they're a big company. They sure. should be able to get this right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It feels oh, like they're failing a core competency. I worked, and, I it, and it's like, I don't have anything against the people I talk to because obviously the people at the help and stuff like that, they outsource a lot of that stuff. I think at the end of the day, it's up at the top and the middle that they need to get their house in order, so to speak. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not the people we say face-to-face. It's the people we don't see face-to-face. Okay. Those who work in the warehouse. Well, yeah, yeah that's... Filling orders. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. As I said, I've had my moments with it, too. Right. Okay. So, I, I see your notes. You've been to a couple panels. Um, do we want to go through some of that, or is it... Yeah, the, I, I, can, I can go through a bit of it. So, uh, me and Kevin did go to TCAF, and there was a uh, guest of honor uh, from Japan at Mangaka, June uh, Miyazuki, and she had done... Um, after the rain, and then as well, uh, Kowloon uh, Generic Romance. And so she had two uh, panels. One was uh, her creative process, and the other, uh, the first one was a conversation with her. And it was hosted by uh, the main marketing guy from Yen Press. And so it started off talking about her early career and after the rain, and then it went into her creative process and basically for her manga she's currently working on and is currently from Yen Press, which is Kowloon uh, Generic Romance. That one was interesting, the second panel, because they had her editor come on with her and stuff like that. And so they got him involved, the editor involved from uh, Shueisha, I believe it was, uh, to uh, talk and stuff like that, which was, there were some funny moments. So what's, what stuck but, out? What stuck out? Just, well, a, uh, just quickly. She, is uh, she talked about her things like loving parents and her parents like had this love of video games and manga and they had different genres in the house so she was exposed from a young age and so that's how she got exposed to things like she's a big Evangelion fan and a fan of some other things she showed us uh, some of that stuff and it led to her drawing and stuff like that and winning her uh, first contest and stuff like that and basically that was in the shoujo uh, sphere and stuff like that 
that. Uh, and then uh, in regards to that, she said like she was in this zone where she couldn't, like she wasn't getting anywhere. And people said that her creation style was uh, basically one editor told her it was like her writing a diary and putting her emotion into the characters and stuff like that. And the way she did it, uh, she had like this crossing of paths where she won this contest and she was doing things, but she wasn't getting anything out onto the page. And so then she was trying to send manuscripts to all these different places and they were different shoujo and seinen magazines. And then she ended up deciding, she said she went seinen because shoujo, they had specifics. Okay, we need the story, we need the characters, we need things to go a certain way. Whereas seinen, she had more freedom to do what she wanted for romance stories and things like that. And it's kind of funny when I say that because I was on Crunchyroll and I've been watching Skip and Loafer, which is in uh, Kodansha Afternoon, and that's a seinen magazine and stuff like that. And you know what they say? It says romance and shoujo on Crunchyroll. I'm like, that's not shoujo. That's seinen. It's like, but it's interesting how things can cross paths and stuff like that. But anyways, she was finding her footing and then she decided on seinen. And it took her a while because uh, she had many different short stories and stuff like that, which she ended up collecting uh, into a release called uh, Sayonara Daisy which collects her earlier works and shows that diary-like style, she said. And at the moment, it's in Jap Japanese, and it collects stories from one-shots 2007 to 2017. There's no English release, but there is a French release. And then it talks about her going to After the Rain, which was her long-form series, her first one. And it said after she got to that point, it basically, she started to understand her style and things like that, even with the bumps, and she could see the end of the tunnel and stuff like that. The interesting thing about After the Rain, she had a few funny stories about that, which is now one thing I can't unsee is Akira, the main character, her neck. Supposedly, the proportions weren't right, so she has quite a long neck. And so an editor pointed that out, and now that we looked at, I can't unsee, and she says, now I'm trying to make sure everything is right. For my new <laughs> manga for uh, Kowloon uh, Generic Romance, which is funny, but it, it goes on. Like, she went on talking about um, the other thing about After the Rain is she, with this first long-form series, she came to an understanding of her creation. It all came together so that she could put her emotions in there. And it, as she said, that was more her past emotions, and then Kowloon was her present emotions as she talks about it. And then for both of them, which was interesting too, is she said for her creative process, she knows the ending for each, for After the Rain, for her current one that isn't finished, Kathleen Generic Rowan, she knows the ending. So she knows what she wants to put on the final pages. But she said, now it's the journey of how I get there. Well, which is interesting. It's an interesting. Compared to other things. Yeah. I, I mean, is there, do you want to add anything else before? No, go, go ahead. Uh, you can say. Because anything. it's one thing to see the spoilers. And a lot of the time with, with shows that I've watched, sometimes I know the bottom line, sometimes I know the exact, like, the ending, but there's a lot of details I don't know in, the, in between. So it's getting there. Even though I know it, it has such and such an ending, getting there makes it still satisfying for me. So it doesn't, bo so spoilers never really bother me, but... I mean, you know, I used to feel the same way about spoilers, but then, like... Then the internet well, happened? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, then the internet. But I'll tell you something else, because as you said all of this, 
Okay, uh, well, do you finish your thought and then I'll, I'll uh, say something? Or do you want to finish the, everything else? Well, it's funny when you talked about that too, when we have the media mix in there. And she talked about that a bit, but she talked about After the Rain, because remember, it had an anime and a live action film. And so she said she got to look over the scripts and talk to the director of both of them. So she was in the room with both of them. And she said after five minutes, she thought they were on the same wavelength and told them she trusted them to get the job done, that she wasn't going to tell them the ending because she was selfish and she wanted to keep the ending for herself. And she felt she could trust them to create their own ending and it would all work out. And so supposedly they stepped out of the room for a bit. They came back and they agreed. Interesting. Okay. But uh, it's, it's interesting looking at some of the stuff. Like she talks about how she, for now, her working condition, she works from home. She actually only has one assistant. And because of how they did, they still do a bit of analog. But with COVID, they've done a bit more digital. And then she has her one cat named Mekon, which she called her crazy cat in English. And then as the other thing was, remember I told you her editor was there, right? Okuma. And so that guy was interesting because... That guy's her editor for Kowloon Generic Romance. She had a different one for After the Rain. But for Okuma and stuff like that, supposedly she got hooked up with him because one of the guys supposedly that was at Shueisha, it was, um, what was it? Uh, she told the story of, um, oh, supposedly she met him at a bar in Ginza because there was a former editor that's high up in uh, Shueisha now, a director of some sort, Kunta-san. And basically, after she finished After the Rain, Kunta-san jokingly told her and said, you know what, after the success of After the Rain, you're sh certainly gonna fail. You're like, you're totally gonna fail. So I'm gonna find you the best damn editor I can to make sure you don't fail next time. And so he, he supposedly, he was just like in stitches there when he hears this thing, like Okuma. And then they talked to him and stuff like that. And so he had done other, other editing journeys, um, duties. And some of the manga, I've seen his name, and now it's like, oh, that's Kumasan, because that's what they call him. Kumasan was his uh, nickname. pet name, but, nickname. Yeah. So he has done stuff for Golden Kamui, One Punch Man, Himoto uh, Umaru-chan, and stuff like that. So you may see him in the back there. And so he uh, now is doing uh, the uh, thing, as he said, with her editing for her at uh, Kowloon uh, Generic Romance as he said he said I'm her number one cheerleader trying to uh, convey back and forth and then as he jokingly said um, the one thing he joked about was he said he's the 7-Eleven and he literally said the 7-Eleven for his manga cause 24-7 wow <laughs> which is it, it, so there was a good uh, thing about that and then he said he's like a voice in the process so that they can like sounding board and stuff like that to get things done. So it was interesting talking about in that sense. And sometimes he was saying like one thing uh, he talked about was, and she talked about was character quirks in uh, Kowloon uh, generic romance and the main character Reiko. And so one of her quirks is she'll say tasting great when you smoke a cigarette after eating a watermelon. That's mm. what she likes to do. And supposedly that was inspired by the mangaka's um, mother. And she told that story to him. And he said, you know what? That'd be cool to have in a manga. And that's how that quirk came about and stuff like that. <laughs> and then another thing is she said, um, she talked about her final words to young creators and stuff like that about how 
not to compromise your artistic vision too soon when faced with speed bumps, but know when to back down in the face of constructive advice. And even failed ideas can be reused later. And she gave an example where Hebinuba, which is a character in Kowloon Romance, basically was actually from a manga draft of a rejected manga. But the editors and that loved the character. So she brought the character back and just retooled the character. And he's just such an out there character that they kind of hint at in volume one and then comes full force in uh, volume two. But it's interesting how she showed us how she retooled him. But it's basically the same character, but in a different world and stuff like that. So never be afraid to bring something back, hmm. especially with what you learn from the others. They're like, don't like this manga, but love this character. So just put it in the back pocket, right? Yeah. So, okay. But that was most of what we learned from those two panels. But a lot of interesting things to think about, right? You know, uh, when you were telling all of this, the one person I started to think of, strangely, and because I finished up the manga this week, mm -hmm. Paru Itagaki, because I read the rest of Beastars oh, okay. through, through, the, through the past number of weeks. You had like, said that. I, yeah, I've been reading like three, four volumes a day. I finished them from the library, finished them up digitally. We got to go, we got to talk digital in a few minutes. Mm -hmm. But she talked about her process as well in, the, in, in her author's pages at the back. And she often like poked, poked fun at her editors as well. And often she depicted them as animals as well. I think she depicted one of her editors as a snake. But <laughs> I, it, it just made me think about that and how like her feelings as to some of the characters as she approached them. And, and for reference, uh, I did not get a spoiler on, on Beastars. I actually read it all the way through without really knowing what would happen towards the end. And wasn't that better, Mike? Didn't that just, <laughs> didn't that just feel better? <laughs> Uh, it was still quite. It was still quite satisfying. <laughs> but I, I have to like. I'm going to fully admit something. As I was reading it, I wanted to really, you know, I wanted to buy the manga. Right. And then mm -hmm. as I finished it, yeah. that went urgency wasn't there. I still wouldn't mind owning a, own my own copy of it at some point. But I'm not in a hurry now. And I'm wondering if that's a good thing, right? So as, as we see more people uh, walk by the door, right? <laughs> one, one day one of them will come in, Mike, don't worry. Yeah. So that sort of leads me to like our talks on, uh, once again, it, well, first of all, you know, none of you have listened to the last episode we did. I might have. Okay. <laughs> might have. And we've well, had we conversations with Kevin before and a, stuff like that. It was, but well, uh, we had this long conversation about the media mix, right? Mm -hmm. right? And what it, and we uh, had this long talk about what we think is either the core item in the media mix or the most important. So I'll, I'll, I'll sort of, I'm trying to rehash some of the conversation in my head as I remember it with Kevin, and I'm gonna throw that thought to you guys. What's the, what's the most important part of the media mix? What's the core part and core part of the media mix? And we can define them as different things. And maybe we have to s step back for a couple seconds to try and define them. Is it the waifu factor, Mike? No, it's more like, <laughs> what's the original thing? What's the most important thing in these, uh, in, for an IP in the, when it comes to its various, for, various 
items that would be in that media mix for an IP. Is it the anime and the manga because they're sometimes arguably the catalyst? St- you can have stuff come from social media because we have seen come through Pixiv. We have seen things come through, um, I forget, the different uh, things for light novel from the web. You know, I mean, the free web novel where they take them and the rear along for the journey before they become professional. You know what I mean? So there's so many different avenues. Mm-hmm. Like especially the internet has opened up so many things now, especially now. And then so we the have potential now, to bring out IP. Like and now to we have IPs. the VTuber element coming full force over the last few years too, which has added a new element. They've become more active in anime and manga and art books and things like that and music too. Okay, do we talk, when we talk about what's important then, do we talk about just exposure, popularity? Where does money start to come in? I mean, doesn't that go hand in hand? Money equals exposure? Or exposure equals money. Right. I mean, I'm wondering. I don't know the answer. I can't say I definitively know the answer. And that's what's, uh, you know, that's where I am. And then once they've got that base, as we know, and they build that base, it can take them a long way, as we know. Is that what it comes down to? So popularity is probably the most important. Like, exposure and popularity is probably, at this stage, the most important thing. So... Well, you can be a popular creator, but, you know, a lot of them say that, you know, the community of the fans that support them and everything is what, the, what keeps them going, what motivates them to keep making more content and everything. I listen to a bunch of podcasts. A lot of people laugh whatever they're doing because Twitch and, you know, other streams of being content creation has been more successful for them that now they, you know... They're finding the feedback from they're getting from the fans is a whole lot better. They're like, can we get a lot more of this? Can we get some more of that? Or, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's never been it, more direct, right? With Twitter and yeah. social media yeah, and things exactly. like yeah. that. So, it used to be, I guess, remember we had the letters or the gifts or all those things they would send to the magazine and probably get to the editor first before it even got to the mangaka or the creator or something like that or the creative team, right? Yeah. And now it's like almost in your face. So so you even for the Japanese, even if it is as indirect, it's more direct than it's ever been, right? So it's becoming more decent. So go- going back to my original question, it's really hard to say now. It, like you can't pin it on any particular thing because it just depends on every situation you gotta put in the work to do it and once you put in the work and you see that you know you have the fans and the fan base and they want to keep supporting you then you gotta listen to the feedback from people Mm -hmm. so you can't just pin it on a a, like one thing anymore no so like it's it is become like it's a sum of all its parts or more than a sum of all its parts like for an ip there are a lot of people or that want to for an IP know, or a brand or anything. Yeah, some brands when they're when you know with YouTube with advertising, some some content isn't YouTube friendly. A lot of people want to don't want to see the content being erased, so they're like, "How can I help?" Mm-hmm. So you know, Patreon and things like that. A lot of people want to shell out money that they want to the content keep, keeps going. They don't want to see it shut down. So that's part of the motivation then. Yeah. And that's, maybe that's where it's, so just, there isn't, so just going back, maybe there, when we talk about all the, uh, going into various media mixes, it's just evolving. Yeah. The, evolving impo- well, the importance time. of what it is, of what could be considered the core or the important thing is 
it just change it can it just evolves. I mean, and we yeah, can't and we can't talk about what what part of the mix makes the money because they all make the money. It changes. It, it, that changes it, it, too. It changes, yeah, and it evolves as we said. And Kickstarter, and then as we said, Patreon, all the others, different versions of it across the world have changed how things are funded and how people are changing their mind of how we want to get these things done and stuff like that. And the production com- committees are still going to be there, but there's even been changes of different uh, factors outside Japan that have changed this mix and stuff like that. So it's definitely interesting to see how it will be going forward and stuff like that. And even in some of the things, things have changed. Like I noticed a lot of people, you know, Kickstarter, they'd say, okay, we've done the Kickstarter and then they'll go to Backerkit. So you know what's happened now with all the craziness and stuff like that. Backerkit has decided to step up and say, you know what, we're doing our own thing. It's in beta. They're basically Kickstarter, but guess what? It's all in one. They do the front end and the back end for the thing. So that'll be interesting to see if they uh, can beat on Kickstarter at their own game because now they can sort of do like the saying it's sort of like now. saying eBay and PayPal back mm-hmm. in the back. Yeah, it's like, like 15, that. 20 years ago. Kickstarter got huge after that whole Veronica Mars uh, thing went viral. Mm-hmm. All because a tu- uh, movie studio exec turned out and said, it wouldn't, it wouldn't make any money, and, he, and they said, how much would it cost to make the movie? And he, and he threw out a dollar figure, and surprisingly, he got shocked, and people put up a lot of money. Some people put up, like, $10,000 to make the movie. And I mm-hmm. know, and then other projects went, and people put down their money, and then different people went different ways, right? Because yeah. at the end of the day, I always did with a lot of the Kickstarters. I've been good for most of them. I think, Mike, you've been good for most of them, but it's an investment. Sometimes you'll get what you need and stuff like that. And, and, a, lot, and, what you and a good chunk of the time. And then sometimes it's an investment yeah. and you might not get it back and stuff like that. You may not get anything. And, yep. And, and I've, I've seen that a, a few like times. Uh, yeah, I mean, but you know but, I mean? It's kind of funny. Even the director, he's like, I didn't think people were going to put that kind of cash down. But I mean, the love was there? The love was there. The fan base was there. And they were, he said, I have to raise this much money to make a movie. And, and. And, the and fans they gave were like, me a week. Yes. He did it in under 72 hours. Mm-hmm. And he was, like, was kind of shocked, like, oh, my God, what the hell? So, <laughs> and it shows you the power, I guess, of microtransactions or small transactions from many people, right? And let's like, not forget, I mean, as time progresses, more people use these platforms, more transactions happen, more stuff gets raised. It's just it's a never-ending snowballing effect of uh, uh, fan-driven creation, you know? Yeah. If if the fan base is there and they're really passionate, they want to see this thing It'll get go made. through. Yeah. People are, there's people with that, that kind of cash that will willingly do it. Okay. But but I guess also coming back to the other evolutions, um, how much have have you have we had a chance to really look at what? And we're talking more going coming pulling into the traditionals traditional places kind of trying to meld into the current times. Has anybody, have, like, do you have a further thought on, on, the, on, on K-Manga or Viz going, uh, adding their new service on top of their, uh, on top of Shonen Jump this week? Do you have a take? Well, they though, had James? Manga Plus and Shonen Jump, remember? Mm-hmm. And now I get, I'm not sure what Viz is, but whatever they decided to do on this new app and stuff like that, at least... It was competent. All they had to do is be competent, and they kicked Kodansha's ass. That's all they did. 
is we're just somewhat competent. So we kicked their ass, and that—that's a sad fact. I think we'll talk. I, I know we're gonna and talk a little more about this. Hey, manga! I this is just like sleepwalking from disaster to disaster, but it definitely sounds like the Japanese side. Like they probably were given a heads up. People probably tried to say, "Hey, maybe we should think about this," and but they decided, "No, we're, this works in Asia. This works in Japan. We're gonna get." And it's like. You got to realize you got to tailor tailor your services to the region, and it's like the exactly. way it's done with coins is ridiculous. We do have censorship in there that had censorship for things that were never censored before and stuff like that in other platforms. It almost felt like eyes. Remember eyes, Mike? Well, back and, that, and you know what is jokingly funny about uh, what they censor? Of course, the chest area and stuff like that is. You know what? When you censor it, it probably makes it even look worse in my mind. You know what I mean? Like more suggestive, which is probably worse. And that's yeah. what I thought of in eyes and stuff like that. The funny that part is they stopped doing that at a point. I know. Yeah. And that's where. Yeah. But and some of it, as we said, we talked about platforms, right? So I maybe they have the web version up now. So maybe the web version will not have the censorship. But I think some of it comes down to, the, it's like, oh, we're going to be on an app. Everyone wants to be an app. They want to be in the app store. Well, guess what? If you're on the app store, you play by Apple's rules. And we talked about this off air. Some of Apple's rules are, they are very particular on certain things. And we've seen them take down uh, electronic like eBooks and e-manga and stuff like that. If it felt they didn't meet their standards, whatever those standards are. Same thing and as with, we said... Same thing with a lot of anime that, mm -hmm. you know, mainstream anime like Dragon Ball Z, Yu-Gi-Oh, Pokemon. A lot of it's... Some of it's on uh, on the App Store. A lot of it's on Android and Microsoft. And, and it's just like, everyone asks, how come it's not available on Apple? I go, I, I don't know. But yeah, the K-Manga is across the board. But it's funny too, when we talked about Apple, it's like, okay, you're going to do this, but then you're launching the Apple TV and all this with this prestige content. You're trying to be HBO, and then you're okay with that content in that situation, but then you're not okay with our anime content and stuff like that. And this is like, what the heck? It's like, we have age gates. We've solved this problem already. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. with parental controls and that. Yeah. So, okay. I, I, don't I, I don't know. I don't know. It'll be interesting it's to see how long they squirm. It. And you know what they have? They haven't. It feels like they have supposedly they were talking online a kickoff party, but they didn't have the kickoff party when they kicked it off a few weeks ago in May. The kickoff party, virtual kickoff party, they said is happening in June. And it's like, what the bleep does that mean? You're having a kickoff party for your thing. A month later, it's like you're a link to your own friggin' party. Like, what is at that? Least do it the me? day before launch, at least. So. Yeah. I, it's just like, and they do have like obviously some tiles that haven't been there before, but it feels underwhelming and undercooked. Even though there are some things that could make us happy, you know what I mean? And then of course, as we know, that we're region locked down. It's still U.S. only, mm -hmm. unless we want to move to the U.S. I'm not sure how many people feel um, that. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't see that ever happening. <laughs> So, I'm sure, no, I'm sure it'll come over to us and other English-speaking regions, but it's just odd. A lot of oddities, right? Yeah. I, I guess the only takeaway I get is, remember when I remember my popular phrase, kicking and screaming, when it comes to how 
how the uh, industry back in Japan would feel about going overseas. And sometimes a lot of the things it would want, but a lot of the things it would have to move towards kicking and screaming. I think this is a scenario we're looking at here. Right? And somehow Shonen Jump and then the Manga Plus, they managed to get it well, relatively right as I at said, the first as I kick said, of the can and stuff like that. They've had their stumbles on Shocky Triangle and, and stuff like that. And not it seems and you it know is what I mean, but coming out that Kodansha, like Kodansha in Japan is really the ones at the front of this one, right? Mm-hmm. Not, not so much anything, any of their over, anything outside of Japan. Not any operations that would be based outside of Japan. Certainly not Kodansha USA. And they def- and we definitely know that, yes, with the magazines and stuff like that, a lot of them on Kodansha and the other uh, big companies, Shueisha, Shugakukan, and all of them, they do have digital versions. They are going digital and stuff like that. There is a less reliance on the actual physical magazines like there used to be and stuff like that. So hopefully they're moving in the right direction. But it, as you said, it is, is a slow process and then there are these l- weird like ideas, I guess, that work over there that they seem to think will work over here, and it doesn't quite work that way all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I mean, yeah, and it goes both ways because there are things that, and, and like, it feels like, like it's gotchified as well for th- the way they're doing it too, and that just irritates the heck out of me. It's like this mobile gotchification. It's like no, That's just a I interesting just way I, to put it. That's an interesting term. I know. Well, I don't want to get coins or do whatever, or play games. Okay, you have a service, you have a product, just like I said to Indigo, you have a core competency. I will give you money so that I can have access to this. That's all we have to do. We're not trying to reinvent the wheel, right? But, like, what if we did reinvent the wheel? <laughs> then we'd have a plane. Or, better yet, what if instead of buying said <laughs> product, we buy coins that let us buy part of that product? Would they be real coins or no, fake it's tokens? All, it's, it's all digital. It's all virtual. Would it be like going to a casino, perhaps? <laughs> God's <laughs> sake. <laughs> Do they have real money at a casino, Mike? I want to know. I've no, never it's, it's been. cards, right? <laughs> 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 it's like all plastic. <laughs> <laughs> we can, we, we had 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 don't come we, over with like sacks of cash. You realize where you're on borrowed time if you keep going down this way, right? I've had a supervisor, because I was doing shipping and receiving. I had a cart. Of all these heavy crates, and I was like, "What in the world is all this?" So I take the packing slip off. I'm like, "All I see is dollar figures on it." I'm like, "I think I know what you're talking about." We gotta talk about that off air. <laughs> see, guys, if you were here, you could hear that story. <laughs> um, oh, that's all right. What the patrons, as they would say, right? Well, so if we're just, a Patreon, if we're just, exactly. yeah, if we're just got, <laughs> or, or just come on and visit, or just yeah. drop us a line. So okay, is there so any as other we thoughts on anime North? Well, let's go back there since here? we're since we're here. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, might as well. <laughs> well, might as well. Okay, so any other observations just on the after the first day? I mean, the Burger King opening. <laughs> well, okay, so let's go there for a few <laughs> I minutes. Feel, but I, like, I just we Dixon. haven't got to visit the King because I, I just found out. I'll hail I, the I, King. <laughs> yeah, I, I I really hope that they were prepared. They knew this was That's happening. That's my question So are we about to say? Are we about to say, God save Burger King? <laughs> right? Because, okay. I'm sorry for those four workers because they're not ready. <laughs> like, I mean, this is becoming the gag. Oh, man. Like, this is probably going to be the big gag of, of Anime North 2023. Because, we've, like, you know we've always talked about how important this weekend is. 
for the, this stretch, the community. Yep, yep. For the community, for this stretch, for the hotels, the restaurants. Yeah, the community on Dixon and Airport Road in 27. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, this is the weekend. I, this is the weekend where a lot of them could go into the black oh, yeah. for the year. Does mm-hmm. that big sushi place... The other sushi place? Yeah, the sushi, yeah. The su- and pizza, everybody. Eastside Mario's? Tucker's Marketplace shut down, so it's like definitely all the restaurants oh, are yeah, taking yeah, up the yeah, slack. True, 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 true. So, yeah, and, but, and then Burger King comes and seemingly... And then they put a cannabis, but, a, a weed store. Oh, there's a weed store beside, beside it, which, is even, like, which could be even more interesting, <laughs> by the way. interesting, oh, man. Well, I mean... As a, what a like, weird place to put it. Well, do you think it'll do Okay. I mean, it, it is right across the street from like two other weed stores, so you know, it's Ontario, folks. People need to medicate, Mike. Well, okay, <laughs> it's legal, so more or less. I mean, do we know the like? Do we know the attendance figures from last year? I don't. Unfortunately, I think we're, last year was pretty big, right? No, did they not max out last year? They, they yeah. Did. We should find out. Like, I, the, I guess this is our part of our discussion for tomorrow, because. We we thought it was above at, it was above expectation last year just for because reference because there was a slow ramp up as and they then say, it and then it took steep. a bit because people are like oh this is happening we want to come back and then it went but of course it was a more normal year because we're back to basics we have the all night rooms and all that stuff yes back as normal and all the restrictions are away so I'm guessing it was probably more of a normal uphill you know what I mean and, and when as they, they said this week. To. Saturday passes are sold out, and so are weekend passes. Just for reference here, yes. Uh, Fridays were around. Sundays will still be around. And hopefully people buy tickets for the for Sunday because today there ain't no Saturday admissions. So I was like, wow, that's fast. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, does it feel like there's more people this year than I there was last year? I couldn't tell with that big fence in the way. So. Okay. <laughs> like there were well, people, but based on... as. How it was set up is kind of hard to tell. It's hard to tell. Like, I want to say there definitely was a sea of humanity. It's just how big that sea of humanity was. But tomorrow will be the tale, I think. But I think it's going to be close to what we've had before, the 35,000 figure and around there. So we're back. I mean, okay, this is the under... Like, when I visited the staff office to get my credentials for this year's show, the prevailing feeling inside the office was, we're back. Not last year. Not last year was considered the back because when they say when I asked them, I asked one of the staff members what they meant by that because we were here last year. And they just said this is the first time we've been back for May, our traditional time. Yeah, when when when, when, the, when, they, when the weather isn't sweltering. Yeah, and 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 for reference here in the Toronto area, twenty degrees Celsius was the high today. It'll inch a little warmer tomorrow and a slightly more warmer than that on Sunday. For for our non-metric people, twenty degrees Celsius is a decent weather. <laughs> Do you know the formula? I don't Anybody know, know the formula? You, you look at the top of their head. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, uh, uh, times one point eight plus thirty-two. That's how you See, get there your you go. Mike's number. got it. Yeah. Like oh, I can calculate that in my head, right? <laughs> Anecdotally, here's what I'm. What's making me say mm. this is at least above last year. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Parking. Last year when I came here and did the Nomanoichi, I parked, like, you know that last, if you've been inside the Toronto Congress Center parking lot, you know that last stretch before Dixon Road, uh, not Dixon, before Martin Grove Road? Okay. Yeah, the end, in the back uh, corner. Uh, yeah, in that back corner. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is that where you parked? I parked there last year. Right. 
And then when I came here today, I was a few spots back and then not too long after everything else further from there was full, was full, was filling. And I was parked probably as far away as pa- uh, as anybody else, anyone last year. This year, it was amongst the last, like they started to go. And on top of that, you, you know, how, it, it, that area, that mm-hmm. entrance is kind of wide. Yeah. You had people parking, parallel parking along the exit. Nice. That exit there. Nice. Oh, you, that one roadway. Yeah, I've yeah. seen them do that before. So when you start seeing that, you know the people are in there. You know people are here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I, that did, didn't happen last year. No, definitely. I did not see it. it, was, it because, was, that an, was last year an anomaly and what I saw this I, I feel today like, is, is more the norm? I feel like last year we're still kind of in, I mean, I don't want to say we're in the pandemic because, you know, I think we're technically out of it. But this year, I feel like we're we're techni- well, technically really out of it. So I feel people are out and about. Plus, I feel it's in May. It's a good weekend. Weather's good. It's, yeah, it's, it's much more people this year. <clears throat> it's feeling well, that I way. think also because it's Memorial Day weekend in the States. That, there you go. So there you go. A lot Got- of Americans <laughs> do come across. That a few people asking, like, where can I go to exchange American currency? I'm like, uh, I mean, you know, there, there are and banks. probably easier to get across the border now, too. I don't think they remember to do it before. They, I'm like, you might have to go. It does have me wondering. So what further about, up the road, they find like, a bank. Is there that type of proportion Malta. of American visitors here? I'm, I'm assuming there's a lot. I mean, not like. There's a, there's a like, few dealers like, that are from the U.S. No, there was never, one when I was with my friend, and it said, we can do Canadian, but U.S. dollars only if cash yeah. or something like that. Oh, are, weird. are they like, doing parody on that or, or what for the U.S.? Hell of a parody. <laughs> no, <laughs> no parody. I don't think parody is one thing. <laughs> wow. No. Uh, no. No, but it had me thinking because, like, this is the, like, in all the years, I never really gave the American equation, mm. American thought to this whole equation. I've but had, like, with how big Anime North, top 10 Anime Con in North America and yeah. stuff like that, we always got fe- people from across Canada, but also from other places in the world and in the States and stuff like that. So people always came as a destination well, con I, to see us, but it was always I mean, there on the American side from basically Michigan, from Ohio, from New York State, and those ones and stuff yep. like that, because and they can hop across the border. Places. Exactly. And See, then some of it parts in that we've always, well, not always, but for the most part, most of the years, we've been the Memorial Day weekend. So that gives us the extra edge on the American side because they have that day off, the I, day I after mean, the con, right? So To be fair, there is Momokong happening this weekend as well. Yeah, oh, no, someone tried to get you me know to go else? to Momocon. I said, I can't go to that con. Where's, Mo- where, where's that? Where's that? Atlanta. Atlanta, okay. yeah. Okay, and, and then when now we mentioned the international compo- component. Remember Halko Momoi mm. all those years ago? Mm-hmm. And her fan club from Japan came yep. out here? Yep, 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 yeah. Because, and then they drove the prices up at her auction. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> because... They thought, like, they, they, they just follow. They just travel well. Her fans at the time just traveled well, and they came all the way here. And they showed people how to get it done in the audience, as they say. Yeah. Well, you know what else is also going on this weekend? Uh, Call of Duty League oh, yeah, Major, Major 4 at, at uh, you know, Mattamy. Little, little had, side story. Major. I think I might have told this to Mike in the past. 
Uh, I have a new director at work, and he used to work for the company that does a lot Over- of esports stuff. Yeah. Overactive. And he messaged me today asking if I wanted my name on the list for the Call of Duty uh, this Major. happening, yeah. right? And, and, I, I, and I did not know what to say because I'm not a Call of Duty person, but yeah, it's, it's a big deal, bro. In the esports, that could be a big yeah, deal. No, I, I mean, when I was at the... When I did the Overwatch one, yep, yep, mm-hmm. like last year, mm-hmm. you know, the day qu- the Queen died, who died? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, because like remember, remember the story I t- as I told you, yeah. I was getting to my seat, and then the first indication that I got was from that the King had passed away. The Queen <laughs> the had King passed had away. Passed away. Wow, Charles oh. is already dead. <laughs> long live, <laughs> long live the Burger King. <laughs> 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 Does he get to the, first the, indica- crowd? Uh. The, the first indications I got were from you guys mm. when you find when you said it's finally happened. Well, I mean, and true. then and then and then suddenly my thi- and then suddenly yeah, my yeah, uh, phone yeah. filled up with notifications. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That was an interesting atmosphere mm. to have watched that. Yeah, I was and, watching something and, on and I think and I Netflix. know I know the audience for Call of Duty can be a little different from overwatches i think there's a different there's a different uh, fan basis there's 100%, 100%. very different fan bases yeah. but they're still both very passionate yeah. so i can see the same uh, a lot of the same maybe with some tweaks playing out this weekend at, at maple leaf gardens Did they ever try broadcasting those matches well on it's twitch? like a, it's on it's like on it, twitch like those I think things are like like easily I think, 30 so you 40, think i would double check i would double check but sure, yeah. i think they were like i would have thought they were on twitch but yeah i could see youtube as well well they had me like, to deal with because activision, activision blizzard, blizzard had right? that exclusivity you know, deal yeah, i know because i know people try they tried doing it with youtube but youtube always has some sort of faults or what yeah and, and i twitch think it's more easier to and i think some of it went back to twitch some of activision blizzard but that all said, I can't say definitively. I know, like, Counter CSGO, CSGO and Rocket and League and all that. It's like 60,000, 80,000 sometimes watching all over the world. Like, oh, wow. I mean, League of Legends had the MSI this last weekend, right? Sure, sure. But even the Call of Duty, it's been interesting, and eye-opening, seeing some of what's happened on that end. Because remember the anti-competitive stuff for Microsoft buying Activision Blizzard and stuff like that. that. All the things coming I'm out. Going, it's interesting it's, to see how big Call of Duty and those microtransactions and that community is because you never really think of it. You're like, oh, it's just that game that comes out every year. Well, they're a big deal. Yeah, like, it's like if you have like a fire stick, it's so easy to download Twitch. Mm-hmm. It's just a few seconds and it's just like, oh, log in your Twitch account. Yes, it's me that did it. It's using it and boom. And there you go. You got access to your whole Twitch all your Twitch, all your yep. Twitch uh, account and your favorite channels, etc. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know where they're not going to stream this? Where? Where? Twitch. Twitter. 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 Oh, that place. Well, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll get an update on that tomorrow. <laughs> so, well, is there any? Okay. I, I, Mo, are you coming by tomorrow? Uh, I, you know what? I don't want to spoil it, man. Okay. Lawrence, James, is there anything you two are looking forward to tomorrow? Like, is there, like, any one thing? I'm going to the Black Folks Like Anime 2 panel at 3 o'clock. It's an hour and a half, so. Nice. I thought it was tonight, but it, apparently it's tomorrow, so. Yeah, this is why we had, like. Are you guys talking. liking the app, the guidebook app? 
Uh, I just use them. I, just I use, use the guy. I, 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 I guess I'm analog that way. Ah, okay, okay. I mean, I, I tried with the app. It's just I, I love the app. The oh no, awesome. the app, and it's probably not bad. It's just I I, I guess we're so used to the paper version. We're so yeah. used to the guidebook now, and the way I mean, it's get, always the same layout, right? So. True. True. Mm-hmm. Yeah. James. Yeah, I'll probably check out some panels and check out the different sites, go over uh, the bridge, see what's happening at the Sheridan uh, for the video games in that uh, area. So it's always interesting to see what's going around, and we'll see uh, how busy it is, as we say, if it looks as busy as we think it is out there. For me, we it, it's always been... I get onto the I get onto the Anime North compound rather late, as you, as you guys probably know. Like, especially you, James. So I don't, I've in past years had the habit of not seeing as much of the convention as I maybe should or want to. I certainly didn't see much of it last year because I was starting to fall physically ill. As oh, you caught the uh, con flu early? Or either that, or I just did not, did not eat properly. And I, I, by the time the Saturday show was done, I had trouble driving home. And right? you live so close too, yeah, man. Yeah, but I was having my difficulties getting home. Yeah, so, you know, yes, I will have to eat properly. But I, I do want to see a little bit more. I want to see a little bit more of the TCC itself. So the dealer's room. I mentioned I'd hardly ever seen the dealer's room through, the, through recent years. I certainly didn't see it last year. Just make sure to stay hydrated, Mike, because uh, well, it's probably going to be very bar. hot on the dealer, the actual dealer's room. Some oh, parts yeah. are air conditioning, I can tell you from... Yeah, and, and then, the, and then the, all the heat will probably bust it. It's weird, but like everything in the TCC, I guess that's building two, the south building, looks like they got everything, and it's just a small part of the north building they don't have. Like they've pretty much taken over the whole TCC, which is kind of crazy to think... Especially from is, since we've been coming from the very beginning yeah. in this site after the constellation, you know what I mean? Any uh, mm-hmm. pro wrestling this year? No, Ooh. no pro wrestling as far as I know. And, that, and, yeah, and Norm's going to probably and I like Norm. I, I know will probably that. say that. We'll talk a lot more about that last year because they've had it every year. So that's odd to me. Like I, I think I, know, I told my friend, I said, oh, they have they have a pro wrestling, and I said, oh, they have one here and. So now it's like a good thing you didn't come back or else you used to like, James, what do you mean? There's no there's wrestling. wrestling you they were like driving and they, they stopped, they got out with their kids and they're, and they're watching the wrestling and they're like, mm-hmm. it was like outside. Elmo's wrestling. I know. Wrestling? It's like, we always have Elmo, right? Yeah. Come and do, do a and, suplex uh, uh, or just yeah, kick someone's Undisputed. Ass. Undisputed, undisputed Elmo is. Oh. And, then, and, then um, and then all the kids are all cheering on Elmo and I'm just like, hey, this is why I've this and, is so much fun. But the other thing I do during the day, like as evening approaches, James and I actually do a, do a call and we start to talk about the episode that we're going to tape on the Saturday night. So basically, James can probably expect a similar call sometime tomorrow, uh, sometime in the afternoon. It's after midnight. Hey, uh, James and, and we'll uh, prepare for the Lawrence, episode. What time did you guys get here today? I got here a little after five o'clock. I don't know how I managed to make it here, but I made it here basically maybe, I want to say 10 or a quarter to four. And that was being very lucky because I left maybe a quarter to three and I got stuck in traffic because two lanes after Dixon on 401 were closed. And I was just, all the routes were just terrible, whichever way I, like it's pick your poison. Yeah. I got here just a bit after six uh, and I, I was wondering if I should try and connect from the 401 get off at Dixon I'm kind of glad I didn't but 
things were still jammed as you went along, as you went along um, Dixon towards the 401. And then I made my left turn onto Martin Grove and into the or, TCC. Uh, the old highway uh, that the bridge goes over for mm-hmm. Dixon and stuff like that. I've never which seen is, so uh, many. Yeah, 27, which is what I thought was. I've never seen so many people come off of 27 to get onto Dixon from that route, even during an anime north. It, it never, I, 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 I never really, there like, was I never a thought of a trailer, and I've never seen a tractor trailer. I never, it, it, it never off, dawned upon me yeah. though when I when I was getting off uh, on 27, right? It didn't sound right. The, the, so, the, the, so because I, I I didn't get here till you know but right before this taping, but did any uh, any protesters this year? Or waiting for tomorrow? Wait, wait for happen. Sunday. Well, no, wait that's Sunday. Sunday. Wait Sunday is Sunday. the day of God, isn't it? I well, there was nothing and, last year. I don't plus, think. how are you going to know if we're going to hell, Mo, uh, if we don't have a son to tell us that? Absolutely. So absolutely. Which, hell are, which hell are we going to? I know there are a lot of places called hell, right? Yeah. Around the world. So absolutely. which one are we going to? I mean, the one in, uh, the one in Newfoundland would be pretty good. Yeah, it doesn't sound too bad. So I'm pretty sure it'd be is picturesque. Is that where all the anime fans go? I believe so, yes. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I, I, I really do wonder exactly what time I will be here tomorrow. Mm. But something tells me the Sunday might be the uh, one where I really get to kick back because we'll be done all our tapings. But, uh, you know, I, I, I've wanted to do see what else I, other recordings we can do at Anime North. And at least we have the two episodes. We'll, and we'll start with those. So, as I said, we're... And 2023 is now off and running. Yep. And I'm uh, try and live stream some of uh, wait, No, we can't live. Well, did you do your IRL? I couldn't, dude. The building is, the TCC's, the building is bad for signal strength. I kept losing it. I'm like, ah, ah, I lost it. I'm like, oh. He wanted to, he wanted to twitch. Yeah, <laughs> you wanted to twitch earlier. Yeah, and I was like, uh, I'm like, screw it. Yeah. Well, that's why this is record, uh, recording. It, to people listening, well... This episode is uh, about to finish up around just a, just a bit after midnight, and hopefully we'll be able to get it up within before dawn. Ooh, before dawn. That's a tall order, there, Mike. I, I was gonna say, is that before the sun rises, or what does that well, mean? Well, I'll try. I'll try and get it up <laughs> as fast as possible, and then I'll I'll get some sleep. That's why I'll probably be a fairly late. But mm. and then we'll uh, start uh, planning out tomorrow night's episode. Nice. So yes. when. Um, Kevin and Amy will join us and probably a few other surprises still to come. Well, you never oh, know. Man. I saw there were a few other people back this year, too. I saw Jesse uh, Betteridge is back is uh, this year. Mike yeah. Tool's back this year. Obviously, Dave Merrill's here. So they have a lot of uh, different panels, as we talked about before, out there uh, for during the week, and some of them returning. And it's great to go to those different panels and yeah. see the different uh, people. That's good. Much of the weekend, I think, will be... We're going to see a, a, long, a long tribute to Leiji Matsumoto this weekend. Yeah, we saw some definite tributes. And yeah, I think one of them, was it today or was it tomorrow that they had the tribute, the really long one? Because that would be check, your, check the guide. I'll open my book <laughs> afterwards. But as I said, and 2023 is off and running. And uh, well, day one is in the books, though. So as we prepare for day two, if you have any questions or comments, or anything you want to say, animeroundtable at gmail.com. We're on Twitter and Instagram at animeroundtable. Oh, we're, on, uh, we're on TikTok as well, at animeroundtable as well. Nice. well even though we don't, we don't really fill it. Ke- Kevin probably will, will probably have something to say about that in the very near future. Animeroundtable.com is our website. Badly updated, but we'll update it, uh, update it with this episode. 
And sooner or later, Mo will have something to say some about that. Uh, and, and since Kevin's not here today, I will give the reminder of the... Which uh, I will go to right now and say... Sure. If you are... Um, keep up with us on Twitch, anime... Uh, Twitch.tv slash anime roundtable. And if you are on uh, Apple Podcasts, Twitter... Spotify, Twitter, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, Spotify and the like... Please give us a rating wherever you get your podcasts. Preferably one of the uh, higher star variety. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, they would always be appreciated. And any, rate, any, uh, any comments will help us in the algorithm. But regardless of whatever platform you're, uh, you're trying to keep up with us on, give us, a, give us a follow, a subscribe, or a like. So you can always find out whenever we put up new stuff. Well, we don't, uh, but uh, I guess we'll just uh, leave it at that for this evening because maybe there's still a lot of this convention to go. And we'll, so to everyone else out there who are listening to this, enjoy day number two of Anime North and we'll talk to you at the end of it. Have a good night. <laughs>